What does it mean if someone has got the lurgy? What does it mean if somebody's on the mend? Or if they throw a spanner in the works? These are all expressions that you might hear in the UK, but what do they actually mean and how do you use them? I'm here to help you out. Alright mate, how's it going today? I'm not three bad, thanks for asking. That's one better than not too bad. So not too bad, not three bad. It's a dad joke. Get over it. Anyway, how are you doing? I'm doing alright. So today, I've got some more British expressions that you can use to communicate more like a native speaker. Got loads of good stuff for you today. So buckle up because they're going to be coming at you at supersonic speed. No, they're not. I'm going to be talking at a regular speed. Uh, but I've got five new expressions for you today. And we're going to talk all about them and how you can use them and, and all that good stuff. But if you're new around here, my name is Dan. And I'm here to help you stop being an English student and start being an English speaker. Sounds good, doesn't it? I make videos, I make podcasts, I make blogs, all designed to teach you a bit of British English and make you a confident communicator. And I've been helping people just like you for over eight years. So you're in good hands at this point. And as always, before we get going, head down to the show notes and get the free cheat sheet that goes along with this episode. It's got all the examples. It's got all the definitions. It's got everything you need to follow along with this podcast and you can even use the space in the cheat sheet to make notes and make your own examples so you remember this stuff for longer. Not only that, when you join today to get the cheat sheet, which is free by the way, you'll also get my free ebook, The Study Hacks Guide, full of tips to help you improve your English, even if you're studying on your own. You'll also get every cheat sheet in the future, so you're not going to miss anything. You're not going to miss out. Sounds good, done it. Go to dansenseienglish.com forward slash study squad or you can use a link in the show notes download it now pause the podcast if you have to download it now then we'll get cracking but as always before we get cracking i think it's always nice to have a bit of a chat uh, get to know each other a little bit well obviously i don't really chat and i don't really get to know you that much because you know you're just a listener somewhere in the world and i've never actually met you face to face but maybe you get to know me a little better and that's nice. I mean, I'd like to get to know you, but it's a bit difficult. Yeah. Anyway, enough rambling. Recently, this week, been a bit of a stressful week, to be honest. I love living in Japan, but Jesus Christ, some days it's like banging your head against the wall. Um, at the moment, I'm currently in the process of changing my visa when I came to Japan. I was on a working visa and that's sponsored by a company and whatnot. But a couple of years ago, I got married and in the middle of the pandemic, mainly due to laziness, if I'm honest, but also due to the fact that it's difficult to do anything in the pandemic, I never actually changed to a married visa. So I'm in the process of doing it now. We're talking to an immigration lawyer and doing a lot of paperwork and it seems that Every time I take one step forward, something pushes me two steps back. And it's so frustrating <laughs> trying to get all this stuff sorted. Like, 
Oh my god. One word that you need to understand if you live in Japan is the word bureaucracy. Now, bureaucracy is, you know, the need to follow rules and regulations and fill out the correct forms and stuff. It's a French word originally. But my god, Japanese government perfected it. It's like an art form. For an example, right? I had to go to the city hall near my house every day. And I had to get a copy of like the marriage certificate, basically.、Uh, what it is, it's like a, a certificate, a copy of the certificate, as well as all the forms that are submitted on the day that we got married, right? Pretty straightforward. So I filled in a form, and that weren't enough. So I had to fill in another form, and then another form. And then five people looked at it. And then they gave me the wrong thing. So I'd start again. <laughs> I mean, the, the ladies at the city hall near my house are the nicest people in the world. They help, they help me so much. Like, they go out of their way to, to help me out and explain what needs to happen. It's a good job because if they were like, not nice to me, I wouldn't get anything done. But even still, like,、oh, it's so difficult to do anything. It's probably a combination of. You know, lost in translation and loads of different regulations for different things at the same time. But、oh, filling out like five request forms for one form and five different people looking at it does not seem efficient to me. So, doing this kind of stuff is a bit stressful at the minute, but you know, it'll get done. But what I was saying about one step forward and two steps back took one step forward, I got everything I needed. Got this marriage certificate, sick, sent it to lawyer. Next minute, lawyer calls us, like, oh, well, because your wife's Brazilian, you also need to register the wedding at the Brazilian embassy, which is in Nagoya. Oh, it's just a casual, you know, two hours away. Eh, what? Why? What are you on about? Why? We got married in Japan. What difference does it make if it's registered in Brazil or not? Well, you know, you've got to follow rules, you know, don't go. Doing it. Don't go coloring outside at lines, whatever you do. So, you may sense a bit of frustration <laughs> dealing with this stuff, but I hope it all gets sorted in the next couple of weeks. It's just a bit of a hassle, to be honest. And it's never fun when you have to deal with this kind of stressful stuff. So, that was my week so far. Other than that, you know, just working and making content and, and all that kind of stuff. I spoke to my brother this weekend, which were nice. I spoke to him for a while. And I was talking to him about getting him on the podcast as a guest. He's not an English teacher, he's got nothing to do with English.、Uh, but I thought, you know, we grew up together in Yorkshire. And I thought it might be fun to have him on, on especially in one of the Chinwag episodes,、uh, and have a bit, of a bit of a chat about growing up in Yorkshire and Yorkshire dialect and that sort of stuff. Thought that might be kind of fun for you guys. I haven't got anything planned yet, but got a few collaborations in the pipeline, which is like that idiom. If something's in the pipeline, it's coming. We've kind of got plans, but it's not exact yet. It's not 100% confirmed. It's, it's in the planning stages, but it should be coming soon. So I've got a few collaborations in the pipeline for, for the podcast. So keep your, I was going to say, keep your eyes peeled. Which means be on the lookout, but you use your ears for a podcast, so keep your ears peeled. But that's not a real English expression, so 
basically pay attention and you'll see it at some point <laughs> like uh yeah especially if you're part of the study squad you're going to get the the latest emails anyway so sounds good doesn't it uh, as always i like to try and answer a question from uh, a listener and this week i had a question over on instagram from no soy Alleg- uh, let me try that again no underscore soy underscore Alejandro. Now, I'm sorry if I ruined your name, but there you go. And they said, Dan, I don't know the difference between have and got. And this is a tricky one. So I wanted to kind of spend a bit of time and do that on the podcast where I can explain in a bit more detail, right? So actually, we've got, let's break it down what we're actually talking about. We've got the word have, right? And we've also got the word got. But there is this this other expression as well, have got, which is like a combination of the two. And they're all very, very similar, but they're all a little bit different. And as a language learner, that's the kind of stuff that makes you cry. Like, why am I doing this to myself? I hate learning English, you know, that kind of thing. So let's get started super simply. Let's talk about have, right? Let's get started with the word have right and have basically means to own or to possess something pretty straightforward you know i have a car i have two cats i have a nintendo switch right i own those things like they i have them they are in my possession they belong to me have pretty straightforward get well got in this case but you know got is the past tense version of get basically means like receive you know last year for my birthday i got a new record player or recently i got a big electric bill you know that's true story electric's expensive these days but got means to receive another way that we use get or got is to talk about like public transport For example, I get the train to work every day. In that case, get is very similar to take. So, so far, so good. However, then we've got this other phrase, have got, which is like a weird combination of the two. Now, what's the difference between have got and have? Basically, there is no difference in terms of meaning. They mean the same thing. Have got and have mean the same thing. But have got is more informal, right? So, for example, I've got a terrible headache is like the casual version. Or I have a terrible headache is like the formal version. Some other examples, uh, they haven't got a car. They don't have a car. They don't have a car is a little more formal. Um, The only thing to note with this one is you can't use it in the continuous form. Like, I can't say they aren't having a car. That doesn't work. It has to be they don't have a car. Now, it's a bit strange because all three of these words basically mean the same thing, but they are a bit different. But hopefully that makes it a bit easier for you. And just to recap, have to possess or own. Get to receive or take public transportation. And have got basically is the casual version of have easy 
Easy peasy. So hopefully that answers the question. And if you've got a question for me about English or grammar or whatever, let me know. Find me on social media. Send me a message. And who knows, maybe I'll talk about it in the next podcast. So without further ado then, I want to jump into these new phrases. You know, the the thing you're actually listening to the podcast for, right? Not just me complaining about bureaucracy or answering questions from Instagram. So let's take a look at some phrases. We're also going to look at uh, a new contraction today as well and practice a bit of shadowing. So let's jump right in. The first one in this video is got the lurgy. Got the lurgy. The keyword here is lurgy, and this is like an unidentified illness. It's not a real illness, and it's not a serious illness, but if you have cold or flu-like symptoms, people will often say this. We often use it with the word dreaded, you know, the dreaded lurgy. For example, you could say something like, I'm sorry, mate, I'm not coming out tonight. I think I've got lurgy. You could also say something like, looks like Steve's come down with dreaded lurgy. Poor bloke. The next phrase is full of beans. Full of beans. Now, this phrase just means that you're pretty lively and energetic. I guess it comes from coffee beans. Like, if you drink a lot of coffee, you're going to be pretty lively, right? Anyway, you can say things like, wow, you're full of beans this morning, aren't you? Or... He's always so full of beans. Hanging out with him really knackers me out. The third one today is on the mend. On the mend. This basically means that someone or something is recovering and getting back to normal. Now, to mend means to repair or fix something. So if something is on the mend, it's like it's being fixed or repaired and getting back to normal. You can say things like, the economy is showing signs of being on the mend, or they had some problems recently, but their relationship looks like it's on the mend. The next expression I've got for you today is to throw a spanner in the works. Throw a spanner in the works. So if something happens that ruins your plans or stops something from happening how you expected, you can use this expression. Imagine there's like some moving gears and you take a spanner and throw it in, things are not going to work as expected, right? And that's kind of where this one comes from. For example, the project was going really well until my PC died. It really threw a spanner in the works. Or something like, he really threw a spanner in the works when he told everyone he was going to leave the company. And the last one I've got for you today is to be as right as rain. As right as rain. We use this one to say that someone or something is perfectly fine or healthy. It's quite similar to the expression as good as new. Like, I had the lurgy last week, but now I'm right as rain. Or something like, I'm sure she'll be right as rain in no time. She just needs to get some rest. Nice one. Now, let's do a bit of practice. Today, I want to introduce a new contraction And I want to talk about the words could have. We usually take these words and push them together and we end up with coulda. Coulda. Notice the uh sound at the end. Coulda. Not coulda. Coulda. For example, I could have told you that 
becomes, I coulda told you that. I coulda told you that. So let's try a bit of shadowing together using the phrases in this video and our new contraction, coulda. I'll say it as it's written the first time, then I'll say it with the contraction the second time. What you need to do is listen and repeat. Easy, right? Let's give it a go. He could have got the lurgy. He could have got the lurgy. He coulda got the lurgy. He coulda got the lurgy. She could have been full of beans. 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 It could have thrown a spanner in the works. It could have thrown a spanner in the works. It could have thrown a spanner in the works. It could have thrown a spanner in the works. They could have been on the mend. 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 He could have been as right as rain. 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 So there you go. Five new, brand spanking new phrases that you can use to sound more native when talking. All of these phrases are used in the UK. Some of them I don't think are used outside England. Like Lurgy is very British English. Maybe some other countries will use it too, but it is very, very British. Either way, if you're talking to British people, you've got five new expressions you can use. We also did some practice and a bit of pronunciation practice as well with the contractions. It's all good stuff. It's all here to help you communicate more confidently. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I want to just very quickly remind you, cheat sheets and downloadable ebooks and all that good stuff, all for free by joining the study squad that's dansenseienglish.com forward slash study squad. You want to join this because I always tell the people in the study squad everything first. Now, these days I'm getting asked a lot about like, Dan, do you do private lessons? Dan, when's your course coming out? Dan, I want to know more about you. Now, when these things come and they're in the pipeline, so that expression from earlier, the pipeline, but they are in the pipeline. And if you want to know about them and you want to be first in line for lessons and courses and whatever else is coming up, you need to be part of the study squad. So go do it now. The link is in the show notes, dansenseienglish.com forward slash study squad. But yeah, good stuff. I've had a lot of good feedback about the podcast recently. So if you sent me a message or an email or whatever, telling me your thoughts about the podcast, I appreciate it. Why don't you tell other people? Please rate the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. 
Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever. Leave it a rating and leave a little comment and maybe it'll help other people find this podcast and that will make me proper chuffed. So it sounds like a good thing, but that's basically it for this one. So until the next one, have a good week, but I'll catch you in the next one.